Women have been conditioned by society to be, act, and think a certain way. Here at Girls IRL, we encourage women to challenge societal norms and embrace their femininity. With that being said, let's get into this week's episode. Hi, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Girls in Real Life podcast. I am your host, Mariah Clayton, and I hope you guys are having a great start to your day or ending to your day. I don't know what time you guys usually listen to the podcast episodes. Do y'all normally listen like on Monday, right when you get the notification or on your drive to work? Or do you listen like while you're cleaning? Do you listen a few days later? Do you listen before you go to sleep? I don't know. I don't know what y'all do. (laughs) But whatever it is that you guys do, I am happy and grateful that I get to be a part of your daily routine in some way, shape or form throughout the week. So that's really sweet to me. But yeah, I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I know I did. I was eating for two. So you know, I ate my fair share of food. (laughs) My Nana's cornbread dressing was amazing as usual. Everything was really good. We had like broccoli casserole. We had ham. We had turkey. We had cornbread dressing. We had rolls. We had all of the things. And my aunt also makes this like really I don't even know what kind of cake it's called. I guess it's called a caramel cake. Um, And it's like a pound cake. Like the base of it is kind of like a pound cake. And then she drizzles this like caramel pecan sauce over it. And it is literally like the best thing. So it's something that we always look forward to. I had like two pieces, <laughs> but it was really good. So I hope that you guys enjoyed your Thanksgiving as well. Hope y'all did some Black Friday shopping because I definitely did some damage, even though the deals really haven't been like super amazing but if you all listen to my holiday gift guide episode I told y'all that I was trying to be done with Christmas gifts early this year and I am on track I literally only have like my mom and the rest of my siblings left so I think like five more people to shop for and I already know what I'm getting them I just have to actually like get it so I feel like I'm doing so well this year with getting Christmas presents well beforehand so that I can just wrap them put them under the tree and like not worry about it at all um speaking of christmas trees me and justin put ours up actually before thanksgiving um but i still have to go and get more like ornaments and stuff for the tree because our tree is a little bare so we need to go to like hobby lobby and just stock up on some more christmas tree decorations but like my nana put her tree up the day after thanksgiving which she usually does my parents put their tree up my sister put her tree up so everybody is getting into the christmas spirit and it's making me really really excited um and christmas is just like one of my favorite holidays I love giving gifts to people and like seeing the smiles and the reactions from the gifts that I give them and then I also love getting gifts obviously like who doesn't but enough about that I'm trying to think what else did I do this week oh I saw Black Panther the new Black Panther movie um I did cry if you haven't seen it it is really good it's just a little bit long it's like 
almost three hours but honestly like it really is good and the ending just had me in freaking tears it was too much to handle but yeah that was good my little brother's birthday was this past week he turned 11 so we went to celebrate at like main event and they played all the arcade games and laser tag and bowling and all that stuff and then actually my niece's birthday is today the day that you guys are listening to this she turned three so we have a lot of november birthdays how many of my siblings birthdays are in november one two three four of my siblings and then one of my nieces and my papa's birthday is in november so that's six birthdays that's a lot <laughs> but yeah enough about birthdays and thanksgiving and black friday shopping let's get into the meat and potatoes of why we are here today and i have written down a list of things that no one told me about being pregnant things that i have experienced that i've questioned that i've been like does this really happen like what is going on inside of my body i had no clue no idea until i told someone and they were like yeah I've been there or yeah, that actually happens. I'm like, why does nobody tell you about these things? Because it's a little bit annoying when you are going through something and you're like experiencing it, but you don't really know if it's supposed to be something that you're experiencing or not. So I'm giving y'all all the tea about all of the things that I have experienced during my pregnancy that made me like scratch my head or wonder, is this normal? Why is this happening? What is going on inside of my body right now? And there's actually this, I'm on pregnant TikTok, <laughs> obviously. And there's so many people who like share these things about like being pregnant or after being pregnant. And there's this running joke about this girl who has a list of reasons on why she's not getting pregnant. And it's basically like all of these videos accumulated together that she's put in notes on her list so whenever there's a video on tiktok that i come across and there's a woman talking about something that she experienced like this one tiktok video was talking about how after you give birth you have this body odor so that your baby can like find you so you're gonna stink for a little while after you give birth and i go to the comments and one of the first comments that i see is like where's the girl with the list <laughs> and it's just so funny because i was scrolling a few videos down and there was a stitch to that video and it was the girl with the list and you literally just see her going to the notes app on her phone scrolling down this long list of reasons why like she does not want to get pregnant and then adding has body odor after you give birth for a baby to quote unquote find you and it is just like the funniest thing <laughs> so I'm gonna be sharing my list of things that I did not know happened when you get pregnant and and then obviously I'll probably have another list of things after pregnancy that people will not prepare me for. <laughs> so we are starting off strong, you guys. Number one thing that no one told me about pregnancy was your discharge smell. So I actually noticed my discharge smelling a little differently even before I found out that I was pregnant but I thought it was because like I had a new sexual partner like maybe he was throwing my pH balance off like I did not think much of it and then once I found out that I was pregnant the weeks passing that moment like I felt like the stench just got stronger and stronger like it was just I want to say that it was a bad smell because during my first trimester of pregnancy, I was really sensitive to smell. So literally everything just smelled bad to me. 
And it was just a very strong odor that I was not used to because I know what my discharge smells like. I know what it looks like. I know what it feels like. And everything about my discharge was just a little different now that I was pregnant. And apparently this happens because like you have all these hormones and stuff going on and your body is adapting to the baby and all this kind of stuff. But when I tell you the smell of my discharge stayed like this for literally 12 to 15 weeks at minimum, like at minimum, it was 12 to 15 weeks of me dealing with this new smelling discharge that I had in my underwear and I hated it so much I would take baths all the time I would shower all the time I would change my underwear all the time because I literally could not stand the smell it was just like that overpowering to me and I think again it was that overpowering just because like I was pregnant and even the smell of like my laundry detergent made me want to freaking vomit so it was just a lot of smells that I was not vibing with and my discharge was definitely one of them and nobody told me anything about that I remember talking to my sister and she was like yeah that's normal like that happened to me too and I'm like oh my gosh okay great and then you want to know what else my doctor actually said something about it because I had gotten a pap smear this is a whole nother story but this is my first time going to the gyno okay was after I found out that I was pregnant 26 years old had never been to the gyno I know don't come for me okay but I had to get my first pap smear and so they did the pap smear and everything and then a few days later when I got the results the results had said something about like there is a, a smell, a discharge smell, but it's because it's likely because of like pregnancy. And I'm like, see, even the doctor can smell it. Even the doctor knows that I have this odor that should not freaking be here. And it was just so I don't know. It was so embarrassing for me. And I just like was very embarrassed by it just because I wasn't used to it, you know, but I'm glad that that stage of my pregnancy is over because goodness gracious, I don't know how much more I could have handled of that. So yes, beware when you get pregnant, if you have a difference of smell in your discharge and your period is supposed to be on the way, I would probably get ready to take that pregnancy test because it is very common for your discharge to start smelling and looking and feeling a little bit different if you are pregnant. So FYI, ladies. <laughs> okay, the next thing that I have on my list that no one told me about pregnancy was cramping after sex in my very early weeks of pregnancy. So this is probably TMI and I'm sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening, but um, I have to talk about this. I have to talk about this because I experienced it and I did not know what was going on. So I would like have sex and everything would be fine. And then right after the fact, like literally right when we finished, like I would just have these intense cramping pains it was like period pains but I knew that it wasn't my period obviously because like I was pregnant and I didn't know what was going on I was like I don't know what's wrong with me I don't know why I'm having these cramps like this and so I had brought it up to my doctor and she was like oh yeah that's totally normal like your uterus is contracting when you have an orgasm so that's why like you have those cramps and I'm like 
amazing great so because i'm orgasming i now get to have painful cramps after i finish having sex which is not fun it really did hurt like a lot it wouldn't last for long periods of time maybe like five to seven minutes after i would finish having sex it would last that long but when i tell you when the pain was there it was brutal like it literally made me not want to have sex because of how I knew I was going to feel after the fact now this only stayed for about I don't know about how long it was maybe eight to nine weeks like very very early on in my pregnancy is when I was experiencing this so it didn't last a very long time but the time that it did last was very brutal very painful um so if you are (laughs) newly pregnant and you are experiencing that you're not alone I thought I was the only weird crazy person dealing with that but that is actually something that does happen to you so okay the next thing that I have on my list is grieving your old self slash not recognizing yourself so this was something that I struggled with a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot because this was just like a new phase in my life And before I had gotten pregnant, I had a very clear sense of self. I had a very like clear sense of identity and I knew who I was and what I was going to do and how my life was going to go. And then it was like when I got pregnant, everything just felt different. I did not feel like myself. I had no idea what was happening in my life. I just lost entire sense of direction and an entire sense of self and for me I went through almost like this grieving process of just like missing the past version of myself if that makes sense like the version before I knew I was pregnant the version before I actually got pregnant um I just felt like a completely different person and so I would have moments where I would literally just like scroll through my Instagram feed or go to old photos on my phone and literally like look at pictures and videos of myself and just have these moments where I would cry because I knew that I would never get to be that same person ever again and it was like I was grieving this past version of myself and it was hard it still is hard honestly and with all the changes that my body was going through mentally, physically, emotionally, it was just a lot. And I did not recognize myself at all. There are still moments when I look in the mirror and I look at my body and I'm like, I don't know who this person is staring back at me because I was so used to who I was. And I was so clear about who I was becoming that when pregnancy happened, It was just kind of like it startled me. It threw me off guard. It was a lot to handle. And I didn't know how to shift. So it was definitely a lot. It took a lot to get to where I am now mentally. Um, And there are still moments where I'm like, oh, man, I know that I'll never be able to do this or I'll never be able to experience that um and now you know I have to be a mother for the rest of my life I do have those thoughts and I think that that's completely normal but I guess I had to understand that like I'm still that same version of myself like I'm still that Mariah somewhere deep down inside I just 
can no longer be that version of myself anymore. Like I have to elevate, I have to grow, I have to level up and I have to be a mom and I have to be a caretaker and I have to be a nurturer and I have to become all of these new things for this new version of myself. And I now have to, you know, grieve this past version of myself and all of the things that she'll never get to do and all of the experiences she'll never get to have because now she's moving on to this new different chapter. And I don't know if that makes sense to anybody who's not pregnant, but I just feel like it makes so much sense to me because you are losing a sense of yourself and a sense of your identity. And you're now turning into like this completely new version of yourself that you've never seen, never experienced before, but you know, like for your baby, you have to be the best version of yourself. So trying to find what that is and pinpoint exactly like what she's going to be doing in a day to day life, like how she's going to be living and providing and all of these things like, you know, you have to figure that out before the baby gets here as the baby is here and you're learning and you're growing together with your child. But it still does make me a little bit sad to know, like, I won't be able to buy my own apartment. You know, I talked about this in my first pregnancy episode and just understanding that just because that part of my life is over doesn't mean that my life is over in general has helped me get over that a lot. But initially, when I first found out, I really had a hard time with recognizing myself and feeling like I needed to grieve this past version of myself. So if you are experiencing that, it is completely normal to like want your old life back or dream about what your old self would would be doing right now if you weren't pregnant or if you didn't have kids. It's completely normal. Um, But you just have to know that like you now get to evolve into this new, better version of yourself and you now get to share your life with someone who you know needs you and relies on you and loves you unconditionally and like wants to spend time with you. So it's definitely a transition and a hard one, but it's not impossible. So if you're experiencing this, you will be just fine, girly. (laughs) And if you are planning on, you know, getting pregnant one day and having children, just know that you will have those thoughts. Even if you were planning for pregnancy or not, like you will have those thoughts and you will have those moments where you mourn your old self, but you get to become a new elevated, hotter version. (laughs) I'm so stupid. Okay, the next one that I have on my list, I've actually touched on it and it was being turned off by every single smell. So I told you guys about my discharge smell. I mentioned a little bit about like the laundry detergent smell. I don't know what it was about that laundry detergent, but I literally could not stand the laundry detergent smell. Justin uses this like, what's the brand? Avita? No, Avita? Avino. I'm so stupid. Um, Justin uses this Avino brand soap and I literally hated the smell of that. I had to make him get like my own bar of soap because I could not use that soap anymore. It was so horrible. Any types of like food smells just really like turn me off. Like I just smells in general. I just couldn't do. There were very few smells that I was like, oh, I actually enjoy this smell right now. Like there were very few moments where I had that feeling. So 
I definitely was not prepared to not like the smell of bacon or not like the smell of barbecue or something like that. But it literally would make me want to vomit. And I'm just glad that that part of my pregnancy is over as well because it was miserable. (laughs) Next on my list is nobody told me that I would not have an appetite. I feel like there's this stereotype about pregnant women and they just eat so much like you're eating for two. Oh my gosh, I'm stuffing my face. I'm I have all these cravings like I just want everything in sight. And that could not be farther from what I experienced, especially in my first trimester. Like I told you guys in my last episode, in my first trimester, I did not like food at all. I could not eat hardly anything. I literally would only eat popsicles and fruit specifically mangoes for a little while I had like a mango eating era where that was all I ate (laughs) but fruit and popsicles or even just cold things in general were the only things that I could like keep down and the only things that my stomach actually liked so it was very rare that I had like a full meal of something and I just I hardly ate anything during my first trimester I think during my first trimester I probably only gained like maybe two or three pounds like it was something so crazy and now that I'm in my second trimester I've gained a little bit more weight and my appetite has increased a lot more but I'm still not at that point to where like I have cravings or I have these weird things that I like to eat you know like I just eat very normal sized portions and I still get full extremely fast so I don't really eat like super big meals. I don't really have a crazy big appetite. And that's something that I thought just came along with pregnancy was that you're gonna want to eat everything in sight. And that's just the furthest thing from the truth for me personally. Now I do know that there are some women who have their cravings. There are some women who you know, love to eat a big pile of food. But as for me, And my little tiny stomach, like, no, we are just eating regular size portions. We barely made it out of the first trimester alive, but we're here. (laughs) So that was definitely something that I was not prepared for. Okay, the next thing that's on my list is actually something that truly scared me when I experienced it. It's called round ligament pain. And basically what this is, is a pain that you feel in like your lower hip area like either on the mostly on the right side I felt mine mostly on the right side anyways and it's almost like ovulation pain like that kind of cramping that kind of like stabbing pain in your I guess appendix or uterus or ovary whatever is down there (laughs) I don't know um but it really just feels like a sharp pain and so basically this happens because your uterus is growing and stretching and basically your hips are like spreading out so you're having this pain in your hip area and it's causing you to cramp so I actually experienced this a few times where I would be like walking and I'm like oh like it feels like I'm ovulating but I know I'm not ovulating and I don't know what this pain is in my side. Like I had no idea what it was. And then I felt it the worst when I was on a bus ride back home from a volleyball match. I don't remember where we were, but I had gotten up to use the restroom and I guess I had gotten up too fast or something. And there was just this sharp pain that shot up 
my side, like literally from my hip all the way up. And I could not move. I could not walk. I literally just, I stayed standing up because it hurt to like sit back down and I just bent over and I just like tried to breathe. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Is everything okay with the baby? Like I've never felt a pain like this before. It hurt so bad that I literally started crying. Like I was in tears And so I was so nervous. I literally called my doctor and she's like, oh, this sounds like round ligament pain. Like, this is just what happens. Your uterus. I mean, your hips are growing and your uterus is widening and all this other stuff like the baby making room, whatever, whatever. But I'm like, why does nobody tell you about this kind of stuff? Like, what is going on? Because that is something that I should know. And that is something that I should be prepared for. And I was not at all. I was extremely worried. I thought I had did something incredibly wrong. I didn't know what was going on. But apparently round ligament pain comes like when you stand up too fast, if you move the wrong way, like if you walk too fast. So you just have to be very careful in your movements in order to not like have this pain shoot up inside of you because I'm telling you, it does not feel good. It felt like someone was just stabbing me with a knife (laughs) and I am not being dramatic. I promise I'm not. It literally hurt so bad and I was crying and I thought that something was wrong with my baby (laughs) and I was just like not having it. So round ligament pain, look it up. It is a thing and if you are newly pregnant, I'm telling you just try not to make any sudden movements like get up and out of bed very easily turn over very slowly like just make sure you're not doing too much too fast because you will be sorry (laughs) okay the next one that I have on my list is itchy belly and boobs so I understand that like your body is stretching out, but I did not know that like your stomach was literally going to itch to where I would scratch it and have red marks on my stomach because I'm scratching so long and so hard. And also my boobs, like my boobs have gotten so much bigger. And again, because they're growing and they're stretching out, like it's causing them to just be really itchy. And so for me, what I've been using to kind of help me out is I've been moisturizing my belly. I've been moisturizing like my nipples and around my breasts. And it really does help for the time being. But when my stomach is dry or if I have not moisturized that day, like I'm literally scratching my belly right now. (laughs) I'm like it itches so bad and there's like only so much that you can do in order to soothe it so my best advice is to just try and keep your body as moist moisturized as possible so that you don't feel the need to like itch or scratch and the lotion or the oil or whatever it is that you're using to moisturize yourself is just going to soothe your itchiness (laughs) Speaking of boobs, another thing that I did not know about pregnancy was that I knew that your boobs got bigger, but I did not know that your areolas got bigger as well and darker. So my areolas used to be this very nice light brown (laughs) caramel color. Like it was very cute. Okay. And now that I am pregnant, one, my areolas are taking up like pretty much my entire boob it they have just 
widen out in a way that I can't even explain. And they have also gotten so dark. Like I'm talking about we went from a light caramel brown to like almost a Hershey's chocolate okay it's like it's like a milk chocolate it's not dark chocolate but it's like a good little milk chocolate color going on there and that just really threw me off because again I was not expecting that to come along with the bodily changes and also another thing this is not on my list but I just thought about it you you see your veins in your boobs I don't know if you've ever seen a veiny boob (laughs) But when I saw that my boobs, I could see my veins through them. I'm like, no, 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 no. This has never happened before. Like, I just see these blue veins running through my chest area. So you got bigger areolas, they're darker. And then you also have like these veins that you see that are visible on your breasts. And that is just something that I was not prepared for. And it is something that I am still struggling with to this day. I'm still struggling with it. But the one thing that pregnancy has taught me is that I do not want to be a part of the big titty committee. Okay, I always thought that that is where I aspired to be. And now that my boobs are are bigger, I am very happy with being a part of the itty bitty titty committee and I very gladly would like to have my regular boobs back please and thank you because these are just way too big for me. (laughs) They are like in the way they're spilling out of my bra. It's overwhelming. It's just too much. Kudos to my B, C, D cup girlies but I am an A cup at, at the core okay and I need to get back to that <laughs> as quickly as possible but yeah the changes in my boobs was definitely something that I was not prepared for and again just like seeing these changes it's just like I've never seen my body look like this before so it's an adjustment but also knowing like okay this is what my body has to do for my baby I don't know if I'm gonna like I do want to breastfeed, but I think I just want to pump. I don't know if I want to latch, but I know that like your areolas get bigger so that your baby can like find your nipple, all this kind of stuff. And um, I just keep remembering things about the nipples. Okay. So I vividly remember getting out of the shower one day. This is very early on in my pregnancy. And you know how you have like little bumps around your nipple area. Well, for me, I noticed that mine were getting bigger and that I had way more bumps around them than usual so of course I look it up because I'm like seven eight weeks at this point I don't know what's going on with my body and so I look it up and y'all let me let me just tell you what it says (laughs) so it says these bumps are Montgomery tuberculosis. I guess that's how you pronounce that word these are glands that release substances to lubricate your nipples and alert your baby when it's time to eat. Hormone changes during pregnancy can cause these glands to enlarge. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> you will, They will go away once your hormone levels are back to normal. But I'm just like, these little bumps around your nipples are going to serve a purpose when you are pregnant, okay? They are going to lubricate your nipples. It's like a natural lubrication so that when your baby is sucking on your boob and like getting milk from them 
that you're not drying out your boobs. So you know how you have they have like nipple creams and stuff to help keep your nipples moisturized and all that kind of stuff because your nipples gonna be hurting and cracking if you are latching and like breastfeeding. But we have a natural lubrication that like already does that for us. And I at first I thought it was very weird and I was creeped out by it. But now I'm like, that's actually low key kind of cool because my poor cave women back in the prehistoric days, they didn't have the nipple creams. Okay. This was probably all they had to rely on was their little lubricant, little bumps around their nipples, <laughs> helping them out. But yeah, there's a lot of changes that happen in your body. But I think the major changes obviously are your stomach and your boobs. And these are just changes that you can like very clearly and vividly see on a daily basis. So don't let it alarm you like it alarmed me, but just know that these things are probably going to happen. <laughs> okay, we talked about boobs a little bit too much. The next thing on my list that no one told me about pregnancy was that you cry over every little thing. And I know that when you're pregnant, like you're hormonal and you're emotional, but I pride myself on not being like a really big crybaby. But I have cried so much during my pregnancy and over things that like most people will be like, why are you crying? Like, why are you upset right now? <laughs> it's just so sad. So I remember I was on Amazon and there was this pink toaster that I saw and I immediately screenshot it and sent a picture to Justin. And I was like, I want this toaster so bad. Like, it's so cute. And he just sent me a text back talking about like, we're not going to have a pink toaster in our kitchen or something like that. Or like, if you want the toaster, like it can't stay on the counter. You have to put it up after you use it or something like that. And I, I literally started crying. He didn't even know this until after the fact. But I literally started crying when he texted me that and I called my sister and I was like, he doesn't want me to have a pink toaster. And like, all I want is to have a pink toaster in the house. It's so cute. And like, I just want to have my dream pink kitchen and I can't do it because I'm pregnant. And <laughs> I was so sad about my pink toaster. But looking back and like diving deeper into the situation, I realized that I was crying. I was crying about the pink toaster, but I was also crying because I knew that I would never just be able to buy a pink anything now without having to consult Justin because like I'm living in his house and like now we share a space and he doesn't want to have pink girly things around the house all the time. And so for me, it was just like the realization again, like one, I'm never going to have that experience of building my dream pink kitchen that I want and my little dream apartment that I'm gonna that I was gonna have downtown and all these little things like it was just the realization that I could not make these decisions by myself anymore and I couldn't ever you know just like buy a pink toaster if I wanted a pink toaster or buy pink pots if I wanted pink pots you know because now I'm living with a man and no man wants to have pink pots you know and I can't blame him for that but for me that was just like another it was almost just like another stab to the heart almost like dang you really don't get to have these experiences that you wanted to have so looking back like 
obviously I was crying about the pink toaster, but it was a little bit deeper rooted than that. It was me again, like grieving my old self, grieving these experiences that I know that I'll never get to have. And just like feeling what I felt in that moment. And I literally sat there and boohoo cried for like 10 minutes. I'm not kidding. (laughs) So it's okay to cry. Trust me, I've done it a lot and I probably will continue to do it a lot because my hormones are all over the place. So it is okay to cry. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to like want to have experiences and cry about it because you know that you can't. Um, But don't stay there. Okay. I cried about it for my little 10 minutes. My sister got me out of it and I ended up getting the pink toaster anyways. And guess what? It stays on the counter. So (laughs) anyways, let me stop before he listens to this episode and is like, girl, put that pink toaster up in the uh, pantry. (laughs) Okay. The next thing that I have on my list is how exhausted and unmotivated you are going to be when you are pregnant. Okay. Again, I knew being pregnant was a lot, but I did not prepare myself for how exhausted I would be, especially during like the first trimester of my pregnancy. All I wanted to do was lay down and sleep. I did not want to do any hard labor. I didn't want to go to work. I didn't want to walk around. I didn't want to clean up the house. I didn't want to do anything. Okay. And I thought before I got pregnant, that I was going to be that pregnant person that would like work out every day of their pregnancy and go on walks and make healthy breakfast and lunch and all this other stuff. Child, ask me if I did any of that. I <laughs> I didn't do any of that. I barely go on walks. I barely do anything physical if I don't have to because I'm just that tired. I'm just that exhausted. Like being pregnant really does take a toll on your body. And when my sister was pregnant, I always thought that she was like over exaggerating or just like milking her pregnancy. But no, it really is hard. It really does take a lot out of you. And you really don't feel like doing much of anything. So I feel like I would always feel bad. Because like, I felt like I would never clean up the house. I feel like I never added any value to like, I don't know, things around the house, like making the bed and doing the dishes and all that kind of stuff. Like I just didn't want to do it. And any chance that I had to sleep in or any chance that I had to take a nap, any free time that I had, I wanted to do nothing. Okay, (laughs) like literally. And I just was not prepared for that at all because I was a very, very active person before my pregnancy. And so getting to a point where like, I didn't want to work out. I didn't want to even like, pull the cover over my head like it was just eye-opening for me I was like wow being pregnant really is a lot and we really do I don't understand how we're able to like go to work and if we have other kids like make breakfast lunch and dinner for them and all this other stuff like if I had my dream world if you were pregnant like You would not just have maternity leave for after the baby is born. You would have maternity leave for your entire pregnancy because I'm telling you, no woman wants to be working while they're pregnant. No woman wants to be like moving around, doing too much. Like no woman wants to do that. So if I had it my way, that's how it would be. But clearly I don't. And that's not the world that we live in. And as women, we are just very strong individuals. So we do what we have to do. But 
when I tell y'all I was just I didn't want to do anything during my first trimester I did not want to do anything I had zero energy and now that I'm in my second trimester I have a lot more energy but even now like I still I still really don't want to do much or a lot just because my body is already doing a lot like I don't need to be doing the most you know if you are able to like rest as much as you can, that's the advice that my sister gave to me. She was like, look, this is going to be a lot. Any chance that you get to rest, lay down, close your eyes, do whatever, like just make sure that you take advantage of it because your body is doing a lot and it's going through a lot of changes and you need that rest. So if you can, girlfriend, try your best. I know it's hard, but you deserve it. Okay. (laughs) Um, we're almost done. The next one on my list is nobody told me how short your doctor's visits actually are. So me and Justin, our very first doctor's appointment, we were at the doctor's for three hours. But ask me how long we actually sat and talked with our doctor. Five minutes. I saw that woman and met her for the first time for five minutes. Why were we there for three hours? Oh, because we had to wait for the ultrasound. And then we had to go to the waiting room for the doctor. And then we had to go to the waiting room for them to draw my blood. Like it was just a lot of waiting, waiting, waiting. And then when you actually got to where you were supposed to be, it was like super fast, like snap of a finger. Okay, you're done. And that has been so annoying. Even now, I feel like the visits have gotten a lot better because We don't always have to go to ultrasound. We don't always have to go get blood work done. Now we mostly just go and wait for the doctor. But even still, we're waiting for probably like 20, 15 to 20 minutes. And then I only see my doctor for like five to seven minutes. She comes in. We listen to the heartbeat. She asks me if I have any questions. I don't have no questions. Okay, y'all are good to go see y'all in the next four weeks. Like it is that fast and I did not think that that is how doctor's appointments went but that's how that's how they go (laughs) okay the next one that no one told me about was figuring out how to dress or style your bump and this is something that I've been struggling with especially recently just because my bump has been getting a lot bigger but you see all of these like pregnant people on Instagram and Pinterest and they look so stylish so chic so cute and then I look in my closet and I put clothes on and I literally look like an oompa loompa like I just look like I've I feel I just feel like I look so bad. I could not get that out. Um, I just feel like I look so bad in clothes in any clothes these days. And so figuring out how to like style my bump and how to dress it and make it look fashionable and cute. Like it really is hard. And for me, I'm trying my best not to buy no maternity clothes because I'm not going to be pregnant for much longer. And quite honestly, I don't ever plan on being pregnant again. Okay, that's the T. But (laughs) I, I feel like at some point I probably will just because like my jeans literally don't fit me anymore. I've just been wearing a lot of leggings and sweatpants and things that are like stretchy. But my jeans don't fit me anymore. They can't button a lot of my tops are now like I have a lot of crop tops so I don't really just have like t-shirts or tops that go over my belly and again like I don't want to buy all this stuff while I'm pregnant and then never wear it again you know so 
just picking out clothes and styling my pregnant body in general has been really hard and it's been an adjustment but I guess I've been making do because we didn't made it this far how many weeks am I I'll be 24 weeks this week I'm pretty sure and I done made it this far so we just gonna keep going till we can't go no more <laughs> we gonna see how long we can milk this out um okay and then the last one that I have on my list about things that no one told me about pregnancy was you're you never feel ready and it honestly feels like a teenage pregnancy to me like I feel like I'm having a baby at 16 years old (laughs) right now and I think that's just because one this is like an unplanned pregnancy but two also like I just feel like it doesn't matter how much you prepare mentally. It doesn't matter how early you get your nursery together, what birthing plan you have. Like you can have this whole plan of X, Y, and Z of how you think it's going to go. And you still would never feel fully ready to like be a mom or to be a parent. And I just think that that is so normal and so common, but nobody ever really admits that like, most people when they ask like oh are you guys ready most people are like yeah we're ready like we have this set up and we got my hospital bag packed and all this stuff but really like you're never really fully ready and you're not gonna be ready and you're going to have all these assumptions about how you're gonna raise the baby and what you're gonna do and how you're gonna do things and they're gonna get here and you're gonna realize very quickly that like it that might not be how it goes or you might want to try something different or you realize your baby actually doesn't even like that so now you have to readjust everything for your for your child um so for me just realizing that like It doesn't matter how much I prepare, I'm not going to feel ready to be a mom. And in my mind, I am still a baby at heart. And I still rely on my mom for a lot of things that like, it just makes me feel like a young teenager having a child that just like doesn't know what she's doing. And it's scary. Like it is very scary knowing that there's going to be a little human here in a few months that's going to rely on me and Justin to survive and to become a decent human being and to have a fulfilled life. Like it is very scary to think about. And I don't think that we could ever prepare ourselves, no matter how many books we read, no matter how many classes we go to, whatever the case may be, like you're just not going to be ready. And there's a lot of things that you're going to learn along the way. And that's okay. You know, nobody's ever going to be 100% ready. And my aunt told me she's like 40 years old. She and she doesn't have any children. And she's like, you know, it even at 40 years old, if I were to get pregnant, like I would still be very scared, like pregnancy scares never really go away. You know, like, it's just what comes with it. Like, you don't know if you'll ever be ready. You don't know if you'll really be a good mom. You don't know if you'll fully be able to provide for this little person. You know, it's still a very scary thing, no matter how old or how young you are. And I think the sooner that we realize that and stop trying to have all of these like cookie cutter plans about what's how this is going to go, then we probably won't be so surprised when the baby gets here. And it'll be a lot easier for us to adjust and pivot if something doesn't go the way that we planned or expected it to go you know so 
oh wow I just burped (laughs) that is also something that happens during pregnancy that nobody told me about you burp and belch a lot you just got a lot of gas built up okay but yeah that rounds out my list that I had on my phone there's probably a bunch of other things that I could have wrote on there or talked about but that's just what I had um and I never added anything else to it before I started recording so this is what you get (laughs) but yeah I hope this was helpful in some way I hope this was educational informal not informal informational did I say that already I don't pregnancy brain okay anyways I hope this was helpful and informational and educational for you guys and I hope that I am able to prepare any other future mothers out there whether you're expecting or not expecting at the moment these are just some of the things that I experienced that you might experience one day you might want to add these to your list of reasons why to not get pregnant I don't know do what you need to do with this information, girlfriend, okay? <laughs> but yeah, I'm really trying my best not to have my podcast be all about my pregnancy just because like I don't want you guys to get bored and I don't want that to be the main focal point of my podcast episodes, but I knew that I definitely wanted to talk about this and do an episode about this because I was so clueless during my first trimester and there were so many things that I had questions about. So hopefully I was able to answer some questions or curiosities that you might have had in your own brain up there. I don't know. But yeah, I'm going to stop rambling, which I always do this at the end. Y'all know me. Um, But again, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I love y'all so much. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. So make sure you're subscribed so that you don't miss when it uploads and also leave a review if you want to be nice a five-star rating that would be great you know it helps me out a lot and it costs you nothing (laughs) so yeah anyways have a great rest of your day I love y'all so much and I will talk to you guys in my next episode bye